Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. It's Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Uh, we continue going through the book of Ephesians. Uh, one of the most profound foundational books of the faith, particularly for the New Covenant, New Testament church. Uh, we're in the midst of the first chapter, and just about every time we're together, I want to start at the beginning and just read all the way through it again. <coughs> but I know that that sort of goes beyond the uh, restraints of the format here. So I just really encourage you to read this chapter repeatedly. Listen to it repeatedly. I know there's people that are, are joining us right here as they're jogging, as they're commuting, and things like that. Uh, there's many Bible apps. There's one called Bible.is. It's just a website, Bible.is, where you can download an app and listen to the Bible and listen to it in various English translations. You can listen to it in various languages. If you speak Swahili, you can listen to the Bible in Swahili, you know. And but just listening over and over, reading it over and over gives us so much insight. Well, again, we're in the first chapter and we're at the 13th verse right now. So let me just pick up there. And it says this, in him... And that's speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ. In him, you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise. And that's the 13th verse, and it stops in the middle of a sentence, okay? But I just want to point out a couple of things here. You have this repeated phrase in the first chapter, and actually in the entire book of Ephesians, of in him, in him. Uh, in the fourth verse, we saw that we are chosen in him, okay? We find out that love is in him. In the seventh verse, it says, in him, we have redemption through our blood. In the ninth verse, we saw this great passage where God said, uh, he made us known, Okay, he's made known to us the mystery of his will according to his kind intention, which he purposed in him, in him. And then in the 10th verse, we find out that all things are summed up in him, in Christ, Okay, the things of heaven and the things of earth. So a major theme of the first chapter, a major theme of Ephesians is that all things are in him, in the Lord Jesus Christ. So what are we learning here in the 13th verse? That is in him that after we heard the message of the truth and we listened to the message of the truth, what is the message of the truth? The gospel of our salvation. Remember gospel, it's just a good word. It's just a proclamation, the heralding of the truth of what Jesus did, that he took on the form of his creation, that he took on the form of man, that he came, that he lived to sin his life, that he was killed, that he died, that he was buried, that he was resurrected from the dead. And that he did all that as a sacrifice of his own self, of his blood, for the reconciliation of mankind to God the Father. That's the gospel message, the good news, that after listening to that, that believing in him, that having also believed that something happened. And we're actually reading this as these hyphens, as these commas, there's all this kind of stuff, because uh, the Spirit's moving so many things upon Paul's heart. So he says that in him that you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, that's the message, having also believed. So it wasn't that they just listened. They listened and believed. There's a distinction, folks. 
There are a lot of people that listen on a weekly basis. They go to religious activities, religious gatherings, religious services, and they listen, yet they have never believed. And he's saying, you know, you listen to the message and you believe that when you did this in him, that when you believed in him, you were sealed in him. So that phrase appears twice here in the 13th verse, that in him, the one that you believed, that you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise. When you hear the message, folks, when you believe unto salvation, in other words, you truly believe, you repented, you confess, you believe, when that happens, you are sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise. The Holy Spirit comes, dwells within us. He does what Jesus says that he would do. And you have that wondrous thing of the triune nature of the Godhead, of Father, Son, and Spirit, all three literally living within us. You see that in the Gospel of John. The Lord gives detailed explanation about that, how that functions and what's going. But here we see that we're sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. And, well, let me just read the rest of it again. Verse 14, who is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. Well, there's that phrase again. We'll talk about that in a second. So we see what's happening right here. When you believe, you are sealed in him. Well, what does sealed mean? Well, sealed can mean a couple of things. You have a seal when somebody stamps a document, it certifies it and seals it and makes sure that this is authentic. Okay. You have that element. You also have the sealing when you're canning green beans or something like that. Okay. That, that there's an airtight uh, uh, process going on here where the food is preserved. And there's, there is an element of that involved with us, that we're preserved. And you like to see that in the 14th verse where it says that the Spirit is given as a pledge, a pledge of our inheritance. And, well, what's a pledge? And, you know, English is so funny, isn't it? Uh, if I say pledge to most people of my generation, they're going to be thinking of... Uh, stuff that you spray on furniture to dust it. <laughs> you know, they're thinking of a particular product. Uh, if it's something in real estate, they're thinking, okay, this is earnest money, money that you put down on something. If you're a boy or a girl scout or something, you're thinking of a pledge that you make. You know, Most time we hear from the pledge of allegiance. You're declaring your allegiance to something. Okay? Well, here what's being said is that the Holy Spirit seals us. And it's the Holy Spirit of promise. Well, what's the promise? What's the promise of all that Jesus said the Spirit would do for us, that would guide us, remind us of his words, comfort us, never abandon us, and various other things? Okay? We have that promise. But here he says it's a pledge of our inheritance. And an inheritance is something that you have but is yet to be received. Okay? A promise of that pledge that we have of an inheritance with a view to redemption. So the Holy Spirit seals us, but the Holy Spirit is also the spirit of promise that is the pledge of the fact that God is saying, I'm going to redeem you. You are redeemed right now. We as believers positionally are redeemed. But there is going to come a time when it's all going to be said and done with a view to the redemption of God's own possession. That we will literally be redeemed. That we will be God's possession that we will be with him forever 
and ever. And then this last phrase, which we've already seen, I don't remember how many times, is it two times, three times, I think, in this first chapter already? To the praise of his glory. And that phrase is just repeated over and over, just giving an emphasis to what God is doing and why he's doing it. Everything he does is to the praise of the glory of his grace. Now, this isn't something that man does in the sense of narcissism and that it's all about me and it's all about this. No, it's all about the glory of God and what gives God the greatest glory. So let me read these two verses together one more time. They're one sentence. Just listen to what's being said. In him, you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession, to the praise of his glory. (coughs) Some profound truths right here, folks, about who we are, about what the Lord has done for us, about what we have in him now, what we have in him in days to come, how he does it, and why he does it, to the praise of his glory. Again, before you retire for the day, and recline upon your night bed, go and read Ephesians chapter 1, particularly verses 13 and 14, and allow the Lord to speak His truth to you. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.